Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. BPI presents The Pride Connection, sponsored by Blind LGBT Pride. Airing Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on ACB Radio Mainstream or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, welcome. This is another fine edition of Romper Room. I mean, Pride Connection. And we want to thank everybody for giving us the leeway. Last week, our parent organization, ACB, had their board meeting on ACB Radio. So we had to take our Matthew Shepard show and bring it to you this evening. Tonight is all about remembering Matthew Shepard, and I am your host, Anthony Corona, along with co-hosts Gabriel lopez Cafati. Say hi, Gabe. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Bright Connection. And Leah Gardner. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, we really had hoped to bring you the Matthew Shepard remembrance in conjunction with coming out day, but um, that's okay. We're We're just... We're just a little bit late. Uh, we have joining us this evening two of our BPI members uh, to discuss Matthew Shepard um, with us. Uh, Richard Marion, who we've had on the show before um, with his husband, Bill, talking about dating. And then this is the first time on the program for our member, Tom Babcock. Uh, so glad to have a new presence Thank on you. the program. And hi, Richard. How are you? Good. How are you? Gabriel, did you have a president's message you wanted to start the program off with this evening? Sure. I, I'll, I'll, I'll be brief <laughs> for a change. Uh, and uh, <laughs> thank you, Leah, for introducing our uh, more than guests, I would say co-hosts, uh-huh. uh, Richard from uh, British Columbia, Canada, and Tom from Orlando, Florida. And um, yeah, um, it's 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 good to have um, new voices. Uh, this is something uh, that we encourage. Uh, BPI uh, is is a Pride Connection is a project of BPI, and it belongs to our members. And we encourage everyone uh, not only to submit those wonderful intros, like the one we uh, just heard from one of our members, Jessica which made me feel, I don't know, with that theme uh, made me feel a little bit like, I don't know, the Ella Fitzgerald era or like kind of like some sort of brunchy <laughs> Sunday. I thought it had a carpenter feel to it. Yeah, yeah. Sunday morning, yeah. Sunday morning late. Sunday you know. morning brunch. <laughs> Relaxing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, without uh, further ado, oh, and of course, our... Uh, master streamer byron lee so uh thanks byron and our uh 
producer for these for these wonderful intros and outros. Can't wait to hear the outro. But without further ado, um, remembrance of Matthew Shepard. Um, his memory is still alive, and uh, we're here not only to remember Matthew Shepard, but uh, Tom and Richard will also um, help us navigate through um, a sad reality, which uh, is still happening in our world. Uh, hate crimes against the LGBTQ community are still present, and we're gonna make a quick history to not forget Matthew Shepard and the legacy that his memory leaves, not only for the LGBTQ community, but for all of those communities who suffer or who are the victims of hate crimes. Tom, Richard, welcome. Thank welcome you. both of you. I just want to say we Thank probably you. have people listening to the program tonight that do not know who Matthew don't Shepard know who Matthew was. Shepard is. Yeah. Yes. So if one of you could give us a... Yeah. Um, you know, give us kind of a, a history of who Matthew Shepard was and, you know, why we, we remember him basically, I think, 24 years now after the fact. 22. 22. Okay. 1998. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you want me to go ahead, I, you know. Uh, Please don't go sure. yeah. um, Matthew Shepard was a young 21-year-old college student in Wyoming, and he decided he was going to go out one night um, to a gay bar because he was gay. And he was, uh, how do I say this, accosted by gentle, two, gentle, two, two horrible people. Um, coming out of that bar and they were one of them was just going to rob him but then they forced him into their vehicle and they basically brutally horribly beat him because he was gay and they took him out into the country and they uh tied him to a fence post where he where they left him and he died six days later from his brain injuries, but they horribly beat him. And just because he was gay. And his parents, uh, Dennis and Judy Shepard, have set up the Matthew Shepard Foundations. I think it started in December 1st, 1998 uh, in Wyoming. And it's uh, a nonprofit for education and diversity and teaching people that hate is not going to work. And this was horrible. And that's, you know, Richard, if you want to add more, I mean, that's kind of the background of it. Yeah, that's so like I um, it's it's really funny because I didn't really know, obviously know anything. I didn't know anything about Matthew Shepard until after I came out. And I first heard about Matthew Shepard 11 years ago, uh, at, like it is as far as far as the details of what happened. And it was at a workshop. It was actually at a coming out workshop. And 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 so basically like it it's it's a very sad story and and for for a bunch of people that were basically there to support each other it was i uh, i remember all the deep of the morning like we all had a good cry over the end over it and uh and it was just it was it was very moving and poignant at the time because uh we were talking about our own struggles with coming out and some of the uh, opposition that we face in our own communities as well too so 
my perspective, I like I didn't know as much about Matthew Shepard in, in the the years that had happened, but learned a lot more about about him since, and uh, and and how the foundation has been working to sort of educate people about uh, hate crimes and and some of the really brutal things that happened to people in the LGBTQS community, and uh, um, it's yeah, it's. Uh, and then, yeah, so, so that yeah, and it, it it really had some effect on my own coming coming out journey as well too. Oh, I'm I'm sure I I yeah. do remember when this happened. Yeah, in our community, we were we were just horrified. Yeah, that they. It's no me. secret on on this show. I I came out in New York City, and um, you know, I went to college 1993, um, 94 season was when I went into school, and and so I was right in the midst of of school and, and planning my adult life and, and really exploring bars and things in New York city. And, um, it, it rocked, it rocked the community across the country, you know, bars held vigils and, you know, rallies and, and cries for hate crimes didn't exist. And, and at that point in the, in the early aftermath of Matthew Shepard, it really looked like there wasn't going to be justice served in that case. And uh, it really shaped my generation firmly. Right. I mean, I'm I'm in the same age category as you, Anthony. And I remember I was living in Burlington, Vermont at the time that it happened, which is a very supportive, open um, college community. And I know everyone that I talked to at the time was just horrified um, that something this vicious, this violent, um, had happened and his, uh, you know, Matthew Shepard's mother really, really kept that, um, you know, kept that case open in so many ways and pushed for, for justice for her son. I'm not sure, you know, if it hadn't been for her, if, if, uh, these two individuals responsible would have faced um, the repercussions that they did. She was, she was, she didn't stop. She did, she she did not stop. Her and her husband did not stop Mm -hmm. as this was so brutal. Um, Like you said, it rocked the whole, I think, gay community at the time. And, uh, but she stood up and she was very brave and she was, and she has not stopped until the Matthew, Matthew Shepard uh, uh, law was passed by Barack Obama. And uh, she, their foundation is still in existence. I think it's in Laramie, Wyoming. Laramie, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but they were the strength of those parents that they had, you know, and Tom, correct me if I'm wrong. The the law went into effect in 2010, correct? I think it. I think it was 2010. But yeah, it, was, it had to go wait. You know that long, and Barack Obama signed it into law. Yeah, twelve yeah, agonizing I, years. And that was when I first heard about like here, like because it, it like uh, at the time when when the when it happened, I wasn't out yet, so I really didn't pay too much attention to LGBT uh, issues. 
but I, I first that that's when I first heard when the Matthew Shepard law was was passed, and then mm -hmm. and it was it was shortly after that around yeah. around the same time that I that had the, this 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 group discussion about it, and and it was yeah so, and it um, it's uh, like the foundation still I. I haven't seen anything post on them recently, but they had posted, uh, like posted uh, their their support of the community when the the Pulse nightclub uh, yes. massacre happened as well too, and then and when same sex marriage was put into law as well too, and this, so it's mm -hmm. been. And unfortunately, you know, even today in 2020, we're still seeing instances more geared. Off, more often geared towards our transgender brothers and sisters. Yeah. Um, but yes. you do hear a lot of support from the Matthew Shepard Foundation. When but but he's right with the transgender world now. It's it's becoming a little bit more pro prevalent. Uh, in Orlando, within the last year and a half, there have been three female transgenders murdered. Um, wow. Just in, right here in uh, downtown Orlando, and just. It, it, it's horrible in itself, but they just threw them in a ditch. And it's like, how, how much hate can you really have? Is, well, it's, I, I, it's dehumanization. Um, I mean, I think one of the incidents that a lot of people may remember, because there was a movie made out of this uh, with Hilary Swank, who starred in it was uh, uh, Brandon Tina, uh, who was a transgender um, male in the, I believe, late 90s uh, in Nebraska, um, who was murdered uh, when a couple individuals discovered that uh, it, physically uh, Brandon Tina had female mm -hmm. uh, genitalia. Genital, and yeah. there's a. That was a boys yeah, don't and cry. I just oh, trigger warning. Cry, yeah, yes. tr trigger warning. Boys Don't Cry is a spectacular movie, but. It, it is extremely um, emotionally draining and and horrifying yes. to watch. I can it imagine. Horrifying. Yeah, it's yeah. horrifying. Yeah, I just remember when I'm a little older than well, a little older than you guys, but I'm still I'm still pretty. But <laughs> <laughs> we don't doubt it. <laughs> I don't mind getting I don't mind getting older. I just don't want to get ugly. But anyway, <laughs> I came out in. Uh, early to middle 1970s. And uh, at that time, you still had to be, I didn't even, I, I mean, I thought, of course, we all went through this. We all thought we were the only one in the world. But um, mm -hmm. I was in Northeast Ohio, and I didn't even know there was such a thing as a gay bar until <laughs> I was, until I was introduced to them. But you still had to kind of uh, be very careful going in and out of them and kind of watch your back as you went to your car or, you know, uh, you were warned by the bartender, be careful, look, look underneath your car, look, look behind your car before you get in. And, uh, but there was a lot of attacks, uh, of stock. I guess you could call them stalkers. We use the term today would stand out behind these gay bars or, you know, near them and where you park and they would follow you. Um, I never had a really incident like that, but you know, I got, I got beat up for being gay and I got beat up by my own brother. Mm. Cause wow. in Northeast Ohio, mm -hmm. 
you 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 play football you work mm -hmm. on cars and you can go get a woman and do whatever you want to her and that's okay mm. but you cannot so, be you cannot be gay so tell us something so so you actually you you, you it was just uh like a unspoken uh, you, situation you they suspected or or you or you had actually come out to your brother or to your well family. i came out to my family and they were all my sister was married and had children at the time my brother my oldest brother you know was on his own uh, my brother my third second brother came home from the army and i had come out to my mother and everything was fine i mean that my mother was okay my mother was better about it than my sisters and my brothers were. Does that make any sense? Because my mother said, okay, I knew. I knew because I knew the day you were born. I'm the youngest of four. I knew the day you were born. All I had to do was feed you and you were happy and you've always been happy. But when you started school, your clothes had to be perfect. <laughs> you know? So when I was a, you know, a, a young adult, I told her, again, mom, I'm gay. And she said, okay, well, I knew that, but what are you going to do? Are you going to do my hair, clean, my, uh, redecorate the house or cook <laughs> dinner? And I said, well, all the above. She said, okay, let's get at it. But uh, my sisters, my brothers didn't, you know, my sister kept saying I had a choice. Mm -hmm. You know, you, mm -hmm. you, you choose this lifestyle. And those that got beat up or murdered or something, they have, they deserve what they got. And it's like, oh no, oh no. And I think that's what started my uh, my own personal revolution to stand up and, you know, be proud of who we are. You know, I'm kind of curious, um, since you came out in the mid-70s, when the Matthew Shepard um, murder occurred, did you had you felt at that time like things were markedly better? I mean, were you, were you shocked by that, uh, with, by that violence? I was very, I was horrified by it, but I was mm -hmm. shocked that it happened in 1998 because mm -hmm. yes. so far. Yeah. I lived through the whole Reagan years with the AIDS virus. Mm -hmm. and thank God I survived. Yeah. Um, Difficult times. It was like we're, go we're going through now. We had a president that wouldn't do anything about it. Yeah. And uh, thank God I survived. And there was a lot of, you know, some violence over that. But I thought being gay was a little bit more out of the open starting in like the late seventies, you know, they had, you know, mm -hmm. studio, 50, studio 54 was in the news all the mm -hmm. time and studio one in Los Angeles. And, uh, they were fun clubs to go to dancing and, you know, and it was like a little bit more out in the open. And like, it, like you mentioned before, the golden girls, they had a couple episodes about their, uh, the one character that was gay, uh, mm -hmm. The brother, Blanche's Blanche's brother. Blanche's yeah. brother. brother. Yeah. So that, I mean, we used to have uh, Golden Girls nights in uh, one of the bars in the neighborhood. And we all go down there and just watch Golden Girls. But when that happened to Matthew Shepard, I was just thrown back like, oh, no, this can't, this cannot be true. This can't happen. And it wasn't like he was out soliciting sex from anybody. It wasn't like mm -hmm. he was. He was just a normal 21-year-old gay young college student going out to a bar to have some fun. And these two horrible, hateful, yeah. hateful people that deserve what they got, 
didn't like it. And so they, you know, but I, yeah, you're, it was shock. It was still shocking, but it was surprising. The, the pendulum of history, you know, swings back and forth. And I, I one thing that I remember very vividly um, surrounding the coverage and the press and, you know, things that were said and, and the conversations that were opened around it were also rather horrific. Yes. Um, it, was almost, it was almost as if that situation itself gave license to, you know, to the hate to have its voice, to have its its ability to speak through people, you know, and and I look at some of the things that are happening today, and a lot of a lot of those same kind of feelings are happening when when license is given because hate is excused mm-hmm. away. It's a it's yes. it's given it's given that that license. Well, if he wasn't, then if he wasn't, wouldn't. Right. That wouldn't yeah. have happened if he right. wasn't, or was he a or she portion of the conversation. Right. If yeah. they weren't, well, if you weren't in a gay bar, that wouldn't happen. If you, you know, mm-hmm. he or she didn't didn't choose that lifestyle, then this wouldn't happen. Well, we don't choose it. You know, well, as we it's, are. it's not a choice. Like it, it, we're we're that's our that's Fringe. our biologic biological and genetic g- genetic. Uh, genetic uh, it's it's part of us like it's but it it is part of us just like being you know tall or blonde or right right but in the you know 70s oh no oh no they didn't believe in that it was you know you were born that way no 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 Uh -uh. well no i don't think that the dsm um had been changed at at that point in terms of the uh, it was still, psychological diagnostic yeah. manual it was I don't, still it was it still was, a disorder right yeah. yeah and it wasn't and it may not have been I, i'm trying to remember if it was even changed by the time of matthew shepherd like it, it's it's a fairly it's a more it's a fairly recent change like but it, I, 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 what i can't remember is if it's within the last 20 years or, or so because it's it, it's it, it stayed around for quite a while I'd have to look yeah. up the date. I feel yeah. like it was before 2000, but, but I, yeah. I, I, yeah. But, uh, and it was just, uh, I couldn't understand why. I mean, I had, uh, met gay friends and we'd all go out and, you know, we'd, you know, safety in numbers, but I could not understand why people hated us. What, what did we do wrong? We weren't bothering anybody, you know, uh, it was just, I never could understand that. And then uh, then they started bringing in uh, religion into it. Oh, it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah. and then that, yeah. and that's the, when I, that's when I decided to leave the church. And, yeah. you know. But it's still uh, like the, um, the, the, one of the latest sort of anti-gay incidents that happened here did involve a real uh, uh, people that supported a, a religious se- a sect that, that, that is anti-gay and, and they, were uh, were spewing out anti-gay rhetoric in the in the in the Davy Street Villages, which is uh, one of the uh, sort of one of the gay areas of the city, and it uh, that someone challenged them on it, and the and the they beat they beat the guy up because he challenged mm-hmm. them on it, and and he he'll never really recover from his injuries, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was just and that was and he and he was a. Um, 
I'm not sure if he's gay. He's definitely an ally, and but he he just thought it was wrong that they were there, and especially that they were just doing that out in the street. And uh, they they decided to beat him up for his, for speaking up mm-hmm. against them. But it, it, it they did have a bit of a confrontation. Like he was on the news, admitted he said, "Yeah, I got a little, but 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 they shouldn't be doing that. It was just it was, it was right. just hate right. period." You know, one other thing that I've heard a lot from people and not, not definitely not in a hatred uh, spirit, but that is actually when taken to the extreme is actually the underlying uh, basis for all these uh, violent behaviors is um, it people have told me it's okay that you're gay, but why do you have to be so out about it? <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, yeah. when people don't understand how hurtful and how harmful that can be, because when it comes from someone who says it, quote unquote, from a place of love or someone who cares about you, uh, uh, they don't realize that that same sentiment is what fuels a hate crime because yeah. they hate. I mean, if, if, if we were closeted, Or if all these people, if Matthew Shepard would have been closeted and not out at a gay bar, he wouldn't have lost his life. If all these transgender people who are being killed uh, would not be out and would confine themselves to their homes, they wouldn't be subjected to, they wouldn't become the victims of crime. So, you know, people don't realize how powerful those words can be in a negative way. Yeah, exactly. There's, exactly. there's definitely uh, different degrees of outness as well, too, within the community. But the, I, but the, but what I tried, I never question if if anyone's, quote unquote, too out. Like That's what they're comfortable with. And, and there's a, exactly there's, and there's people like myself that aren't as as out like we like in in a sense but but i do participate in pride activities and parade and have and we we bill and i have a lot of gay a lot of gay friends and as well because that's who the right. group of people we're most comfortable with as well but uh mm-hmm. there's definitely we're definitely uh I, I guess if on the on the uh spectrum of being out we're not like it's not it's 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 a bit it, it we're not as out as some of our friends but that's that's what we're comfortable with ourselves so but you, if you think about it, though, when people ask questions like that, they're not thinking about the full spectrum of a life no. and what that means. Because yeah. when you, you know, when you go to work, you know, and the question on Monday is, what did you do over the weekend? And yeah. everybody is talking about, you know, what they did with their partner. They, they went on dates or whatever. And, I, I you know, if if the, the person that you happen to be with or that you're seeking happens to maybe be possibly say you know um same sex that you just closed an entire um you know segment of conversation it's it's closed it's gone yeah right mm-hmm. right i agree with you it's, and i and i did that mistake at an office setting and they asked me what i did for the weekend and i said so and so and i went to a movie and we had a really nice dinner and by Friday, I was fired. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. So, and that was, you know, that was like early nineties, I believe. Yeah. Mm. But it's, yeah. wow. Um, yeah, I wasn't fired because I was gay. It's just, you know, corporate office has decided to cut back and uh, your job's been of eliminated. Course. You know, yeah. 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 coincidentally, it was just yeah. your, 
Right. <laughs> it just, just happened to be my job. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't wow. doing, and I wasn't doing, I got great reviews. I got, you know, raises and, you know, um, but I said that so-and-so and I went to a movie and dinner and had a really nice time and they just, the conversation stopped and I went to work and by Friday I was called in and, um, you've been terminated. Okay. You know, you know religion see, and it's, but there was nothing, oh, God, no, yeah. at that time there was no repercussion that I could take. You right. They didn't have the same kind of laws about, about, Correct. uh, anti-discrimination, Correct. but you know, that, depending that, on but, what happens in a couple of weeks, we may not have those protections. In place. Well, that's, yeah. that's what yeah. even marriage is going to maybe taken away. Yeah. With, okay. with yeah. you know, we have to. Oh Lord. <laughs> it, it's that's one. It's a, that's that's the one thing that makes me thankful that I live in Canada. Is our legislative protection is is pretty solid because they're because uh, uh, gender equality and and, it, and discrimination based on sex is written right into our Charter of Rights and Freedoms and our Constitution. Mm. Um, right. Yep. Right. Now, having said that, we've got, but the, but the, like, but the governments, governments can make it difficult to enforce your rights because it's so costly to file cases in courts, and the human, uh -huh. and the human rights commissions are understaffed and under budgeted, under budget. So it's, it becomes, it becomes more of a, like, it, it becomes, it's still, be, there is still some cost in sort of pursuing your rights, but it's there if you can, if you're able to to fund the cost of a lawyer right. and lawyers and things as well. well I also found that out when uh, uh, Tommy and I went to Europe and we drove through Europe. We went, started in Paris. We went to, you know, London, Germany, and ended up in Amsterdam. Um, but I'll tell you what, the attitude was so much more friendlier, so much more like, Hey, come and join us. Come, you know, it was just, there was no animosity because you were gay. Yeah. And uh, it's just, and then you come back to the United States and so all of a sudden you got to, you got to stand real, you know, you feel like you got to stand in the corner or you're, you know, you did something bad. And, uh, but I, I, I think it's, I'm hoping and in my heart, I hope it's getting better as we move on. And I think if we continue with, you know, even BPI and, do more conversations about it. I think we'll maybe be able to change laws or, you know, improve our way of living in acceptance. I do you remember. Know, religion... we... Go ahead. Sorry, Leah, go ahead. Sorry, Anthony. Um, I was just going to say, and I think you want to bring up a point about religion, but, but, but I just wanted to say that I remember in the nineties, a lot of States were passing these, propositions that were aimed at uh, basically changing state constitutions um, to say specifically that marriage was between a man and a woman. And a, woman. Mm -hmm. and a lot of people supported those, those propositions. Those they passed um, with, you know, with, with huge margins of yes. um, support. But I, I do want to say that we can really see at least, I think, that the general population uh, changing because I, I remember in the, the 90s, if you asked most people, they did not support same-sex marriage. I, I think now with uh, Generation XY and particularly millennials, that has changed. I think the stats have changed drastically there. So I, I do think we've made some huge strides 
um, particularly certain parts of the country too, I do think there's a big chasm between what people kind of experience living in the Bay Area like I do and what people experience maybe living in, in other corners of the country that are just not so accepting. Yeah, I, I was going to also kind of point out that, you know, religion at its core can be and should be a beautiful thing. You know, congregation, community, supporting one another, having something to believe in. You know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, with the tenets of most of the religions that are out there. But it's it's when it's used as a weapon, when it's used as a measure to control and you know, that's when things, I mean, there are times, there are points in human history when if you were redheaded, you know, you were put to death and you were considered a witch. If you were left-handed, you, yep. you know, you were from the devil and you were put to death, you know, and this <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, yeah. this is yeah. one of the modern versions of, you know, mm -hmm. of the witch hunt, so to speak. And, you know, I, I, it horrifies me and it, it makes me, it makes me cringe inside to, to hear the words, you know, this country has mm -hmm. separation of church and state. And I, and I want to say where, yes. where is that separation? Right. When I agree with you, you know, a person who has belief and a, you know, a, a beautifully working life and has found a beautifully working relationship has to justify mm -hmm. The, to get the same rights, the same equalities, because the genitalia happens to be the same. Where's the separation? Where is it? But like even here, like when we passed our same our same sex uh, mar marriage act here, it still gave churches the right not to marry people. Like it didn't say you must marry same sex couples it's like it, it, it like the every ch the churches still can choose not to do it mm -hmm. uh, so thus the uh like uh, the, so thus there's, there's still churches that refuse to marry same-sex couples inside the church so um right. it and the act is actually called the um civil marriage act or something i can't remember ex the exact terminology but and when the federal government put it into force here in 2005, it was only after a number of provinces, Supreme Court struck down the, the marriage laws from within the provinces. There's so the, so the provincial governments could, could still have rights over their marriage. And then, so finally the federal government mm. stepped in and said, okay, we're going to change the federal marriage legislation. So, so it allows for same sex marriage across the country. And, and it, uh, but it's, uh, but it still, it still does uh, permits religious freedom to discriminate, in my opinion. Well, yeah. yeah. It, even, remember, even in the state of Florida, a gay couple could not adopt children until very recently. Mm -hmm. They would not allow it in Florida. And you would think, you know, okay, move to Florida, you know, it's in one of the gayest states in the country. But no, you cannot adopt children in the state of Florida until just recently. And uh, I think some other states are just finally coming around to it. But. Yeah. And we had no. same-sex adoption here happened actually before same-sex marriage. Yeah. Well, right. And of course, too, you know, we're still, we've just seen this new, this new uh, rule in Texas um, concerning social workers that now um, th th they can refuse to see people that are GLBTQ or disabled. Um, and also we're still seeing these 
arcane, uh, you know, rules that you would think um, that, that we would not be subject to anymore popping up. <laughs> yeah. But that, yeah. this year, what this year seems to have done, like for everything, like it just seems to have given people, like it's like it's given people, whether it whether it's the president or whatever, it seems to have just given people the, the and, and, and it's not just the United States, it's all over the world, the rights, they, they, they think they have the rights to discriminate, whether it's LGBTQ2S or people of color, mm-hmm. like it, it's just, it, it's just all of a sudden it's, it's, it's there and in our face again. And, and it's, uh, um, and including like in, even in Europe, who, who like, do you think Europe's really liberal, like ultra conservative right wing Groups are surfacing and and for and becoming they part are. of the government mm-hmm. in countries yep. like Poland and 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 they're prepared to like to basically like they're they you hear you hear talk that they're ta- that they would like it to be deemed illegal in some of those countries to be mm-hmm. to be gay period like like it is in seventy other seventy some other countries still in the world you would have thought they would have learned the lesson from from World War Two. No, but they, they haven't. Like all these these really ultra conservative well, right groups are coming are sort of gaining strength in Europe, which mm-hmm. is yeah. Yeah. Hey folks, Speaking I of, have a question for you. And and this is this is gonna be a, an interesting eye opener. In the criminal justice, you know, in statistics of criminal justice, members of the LGBTQ community give uh, maintain what percentage of criminal activity across the board? Anybody want to hesitate, you know, to, to make a guess? I'm going to make a community or I'm going to make a guess. The very low percentage. Let's say five yeah. <laughs> percent. Oh, you yeah. are one number off. Six percent <laughs> of uh, all <laughs> crime in the United States is perpetrated by someone in the LGBTQ community, and most of those crimes are nonviolent petty crimes Mm. we don't have the rapists we don't have the murderers we don't have the violent offending criminals in our community and And yet we don't have the protections against our community if you look at the numbers back to our community the violence that is perpetrated against us it's horrific Mm -hmm. Especially with our trans, uh, trans and non-binary brothers and sisters as well too like that's the biggest segment of crime against the community now Right. And then if you're in a domestic mm-hmm. violence fight with your partner or something, you, you call the police and a friend of mine did that and, oh, you're gay. Well, they just drove off. You guys get over it. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. No, no, wow. no. Uh-uh. No. My friend, he fought it. He he filed. He got a good lawyer mm-hmm. and he fought it and put this boy in jail. And, mm-hmm. you know, but you but see, we have to stand up. Unfortunately, we have to stand up for ourselves. And, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I'm not going to let you drive away because I got just got beat up really bad for no, you know, and come back, you know. So he he did fight it, but and he won, but it was not easy. (laughs) You know, it's still little that prejudice, you know, it's a little of that hate, a little that white supremacist that we got going on in the country also. And it's been stirred up. It's just, I thought it was put under a rock at one time and now it seems to be creeping well, back out. I think those fringe groups have felt more 
entitled to they they felt the climate is is much more receptive to their their uh, their viewpoints and their hatred and their ignorance i think they felt that uh you know things have changed in the country to the point where they can come out and they they can be much more uh all obvious. we have to do is stand down and stand by mm-hmm. yeah that's it that that that's got to be one of the scariest statements I've ever heard out, out of out of a world leader's mouth. Like, stand, excuse mm-hmm. me, stand, stand down, down, stand down, and stand by. Like, what, like, what does that mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and calling world class scientists idiots. Yeah, yeah. Richard, I wanted to take a, a, a step back because we usually look up at Canada, not only because it's up north, but. Um, as a more progressive environment, as a more more forward-thinking society, is, is, is do you still, you know, you 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 have lots of friends here, ourselves included, and you follow, you 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 always very involved with with what's going on here in the United States. How how do you how do you feel the comparison? Is it you know is is it is the gap widening? Do you feel that it's still safer for the LGBTQ community in Canada? I I would say overall it's still safer, but I think it really like like the United States. It really depends where you live. I think there would still be issues in our northern communities that are sort of more mm-hmm. working class communities. The large cities, like all of our large cities, are generally pretty safe for the LGBTQ community, except again for our trans or non-binary brothers and sisters like it's it's Mm kind of like that's it like there's there's been trans people murdered here as well too as well Mm -hmm. like and uh and trans day of remembrance here is is a is a fairly somber acknowledgement as well too is because of that and trans people are still discriminated against verbally fairly fairly regularly as well too and if you uh and there's there's still a lot of issues for them so it's yeah i i'd, I'd say it's it's still say overall it's still safer but it's uh like if you if but if you but you, you you pretty much have to live in vancouver toronto edmonton or even calgary or montreal like the big some of the big cities and but if you live up north in uh possibly white horse or yellow knife it you, you could you could have <laughs> could possibly have issues yeah sounds like it yeah just with those names yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you're in vancouver richard so. i'm in vancouver so it, it's so, uh yeah, yeah and uh, <laughs> so but wait, like, us, there's still some us. there's still some like lgbt type q crimes like mm-hmm. uh like 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 but it's usually things like like the crosswalks will get the face or or some or someone might be called oh. like there might be some uh, uh sort of homophobic slurs on a public transit bus but it's mm-hmm. been a long mm-hmm. time since someone's been beaten up other than like the, the other uh if you're like other than if you're unless you were trans like that that's like i said happens still does happen a little more often okay. but i should have done that <laughs> well i was i was gonna ask how many how many how many spare rooms do you and bill have um <laughs> well you, if you don't mind bunking with the boxes in the in the loft you can, you can stay up there hopefully 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 not but 
I it uh, I think the like our our the organizations that help out refugees here like in Vancouver Rainbow Refugees and Rainbow Railroad in Toronto I think will if if the results of the election goes uh, that it goes in for Trump, a Trump win I think they will see it, a, a, another increase in applications for for refugee status from the United States I would think mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And well, so that's just a, rem- a reminder, everybody. Two two weeks. Yep. Two weeks. Please, please vote. Please. Oh yes. It's oh, yes. really important. I'm going in person with my mask on. <laughs> yes, I will be in California as well. We ha- we have early voting that starts four days uh, prior to November third, and uh, you know I I really want to use the accessible voting machine. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everybody, please, it's it's more important, I think, than it ever has been, you know, in, in the history of, of, of our country. Um, so please, please vote. Yeah. We, and and we I want to I, I want to kind of take it back to to where we started for a moment. And and it's and, and, and for our uh, listeners out there, uh, we're not trying to be political right now but what we're trying to say and what we're trying to do is to 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 open everyone's eyes in terms of how impactful it is to have people elected officials who represent our values and uh who really look out for us in positions of power once they're elected and uh, hence, you know, Matthew Shepard and uh, his mother and father fought so, so much in between tears and with their heart broken and their lives changed mm-hmm. forever. They fought and they got to the years of legislators and to the uh, White House uh, during, you know, the administration of Obama and they got the enactment of the Matthew Shepard Act, which actually is not, you know, some people may ask, what is there, why is it different from any other crime? Well, there is because, you know, just like there is domestic violence, just like there is crimes against minors, you know, crimes that are fueled by hatred uh, against targeted groups, uh, that is a difference and that is a need for regulations like this and for the like these to make sure that um, you know we we set a precedent in terms of of hate crimes against any any group who is mm-hmm. who has traditionally been the target of of hate crimes like these and uh, and then that's where the power of our vote goes into effect by electing officials and uh, and 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 putting people in positions of power that will uphold our values once they are elected. Great. I mean, we're not just talking about the top of the ticket here. We're talking about school board members, you know, city, city council people. Uh, So that's why it's so crucial. Not, not just to mark off your, your Senate, you know, your national representatives, but also uh, at, at the state level, it's, just imperative 
But like, and like I always, uh, like I always say up here, like people, like I always know people up here, up here, people are least engaged in their municipal and school board mm -hmm. elections. Yet those yep. are the ones that, that can have the most impact. Like it's, it's here, it's school boards, like a, a lot of, a, some school boards have openly opposed the provincial government legislative mandate to have uh to, to to deal with same-sex issues as part of the core education mm -hmm. curriculum and things like that and and wow. like it it they did they 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 they'll use words like you're indoctrinating children you're convincing them that they're gay like it, it's those kind and that that still does happen in 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 some cities in this province and and that's at the school board level so like it's uh and so if people aren't exercising the right to vote at the our local elections don't happen at the same time as our federal and provincial elections they're, they're all kind of a different on different cycles but if people don't engage themselves in the local politics that eventually filters through to provincial and federal politics even up here yeah you're right you're right and we need to keep fighting and uh, getting these laws and everything passed so these people that commit these hate crimes are held accountable absolutely and, and punished yeah severely i mean these the two guys that uh killed matthew shepherd are serving two life sentences um they'll never see the light of day which is great but we need to talk to our local legislatures and our local commissioners and uh, and you know make them listen to us and have these people held accountable for what they've done for just over hate and if once I think once they really realize, okay, that's not really such a good idea, maybe they'll hopefully they'll back down, back off. But it uh, even with the appropriate hate crime legislation, like it, there's still a feeling, I, I think, and and there's probably on both sides of the board in the community that the police don't take hate same-sex hate crimes as seriously as other as other potential mm -hmm. hate crimes. Um, as far as in there, as far as pursuing, investigating, and, and recommending charges to Crown Counsel up here. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But, uh, now, there are many, many, many municipalities here in, in the United States. Same thing, you know, that they don't. It's it's hey, it's just two guys, right? It's just two ladies, right? And, it's you know, same weight is can, not placed. They on, can duke on, it out themselves. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's not okay. No, it's not okay. But we still got to keep fighting. We still got to stand up for ourselves. And just, just like everything this year, we got to stand up for <laughs> and uh, keep going, keep going in 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 the memory of Matthew Shepard. We don't want ever that to happen again, or to anybody, or transgender people to be murdered anymore. We need to keep keep going and keep, you know, talking about it and. The more conversation I think gets it gets it spreads and it's like right. well I think com complacency is 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 dangerous and I think we've seen that over and over and over again is that when complacency sort of uh, it becomes sort of how a lot of people feel, that's when the landscape begins to shift right. and the the strides that we have made um start to erode i mean i also want to point out you know we have we have members of our own organization that that are afraid that that, that live in parts of the country where they are afraid uh to be open about who they are um 
you know, we, we need to, we need to remember that, that too, I think for some of us who live in, in very progressive parts of the country, um, we, we in no way are, (laughs) are, are are in, you know, it out of peril, any of us. No, even in progressive parts of the world, like people are like, there's, there's, they don't know how their own personal relations are going to react. And that's what took me, that's, that's right. why it took me so long to come out of that. I, I had no clue how my family who was at the time, my employer would react. And so I, I did it when at a finally did it at a time when I finally thought, okay, finally did that met somebody that I thought, okay, I want them to know about him. So that's when I decided, that's when I decided to do it. And, and sort of took what I thought at the time was a risky decision. It, turned out okay it did definitely change the relationship with my immediate family and that and that's that's why uh, like I gravitate to and build us to to or more so to our chosen families because that's that those are the people that accept us for who we are for worse or better like it it's uh and uh and I know I know it was nice when I decided to change careers and and work in 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 a government organization to go to a government or to go to work and and basically talk about my partner openly with all my work colleagues, not just the people that knew I was gay. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, it has to, I, I hate to use the, the uh, pointedly Republican mm-hmm. term, but it, it also has to trickle down. We have to, we have to remember these things that we feel amongst, you know, the L and the B and the G of our community. And we have to extend those feelings and those, you know, those, fight and progressive and and need to understand et cetera et cetera et cetera to you know the t and the a and the p the transgender the pansexual the binaries the bisexuals you know it, it, we have we have to understand that the rainbow is just that it's 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 beautiful and it's so varied and not not one person has the same experience bill um i'm sorry richard you know, a lot of yeah. what you said, I can identify with in a skewed in a different way. Yeah. Same thing, you know, same thing with, with Tom, you know, I, I grew up in New York city and, and until, until I was in college and went to a gay bar, I did not understand that there was such a horrific feeling in certain parts of the world for, mm-hmm. for the gay lifestyle, yeah. you know, and just because just because we have these beautiful protections and these beautiful, you know, strides that have been taken from those who have walked before us, we need to extend our hands to those, you know, that are still so undisturbed, underserved, and still oh, yeah. so, you know, abused and hated on. Can I just tell you a real quick story? Um, Please. I have some um, friends. Uh, he just turned 82. He just lost his partner in June after 25 years uh but they would tell me stories about when they came out in the 50s and it (laughs) was was a totally different world they were forced to be married (laughs) to a woman but Mm -hmm. if you went to a so-called underground club is what they used to call them you couldn't touch anybody you couldn't hold hands with anybody or you got arrested Mm-hmm. And uh, it was quite interesting. So we have come a long way, 
but we still have a long way to go. But it was just quite interesting in the 50s and early 60s how you just couldn't touch anyone and you could Mm -hmm. not let anybody know what your, you know, what your lifestyle was. No, you, you never know. And, and we need about. to always remember and, and pay, you know, the tribute that's deserved to those that walked before us, those that fought before us, exactly. you know, those that stood at the stone walls and all the other areas where people stood up and, and demanded their rights and demanded to be treated as humans. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, one, one then, thing that I, one thing that I, 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 like I, that I really appreciate was a, a, a few years ago I went to a friend's birthday party, and her sister and her wife were they were in their when it happened they were in their late mid mid to late seventies they were two of the lead proponents for getting our same sex marriage legislation and they had been together mm. since they were young women like it and wow. and uh, yeah. and they and they they were able to sort of fight that fight and, and, and have the same sex marriage laws put into place and, 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 and could live openly as a married couple at that point. But prior to that, they, the same thing, they, they couldn't, they couldn't, they just were roommates at the time when they were right. younger. Yeah. Well, Leah, we are getting close oh. to that point where your, uh, your famous uh, friends saying, <laughs> <laughs> the mean mistress of time. I see. We're, we're I getting see. there already. Wow. Yeah. I know. Uh, this this hour has just flown by. Um, you know, so people, you, you know, for those of you who did not know Matthew Shepard, there's so much many resources and so much um, reading that can be done about about him and and his life and. Uh, you know, if you Google Matthew Shepard, there's so many materials that will come up. Um, thank you so much, Richard and Tom, for talking Thanks. with us this evening, not just about Matthew Shepard, but your lives and your experiences. And uh, yes, those are where very we've been powerful. And where we are now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a little bit of everything international. We have different generations, but at the end of the day, we're all humans and we're all just wanting uh, a to to live a safe life, knowing that we're not mm-hmm. gonna see more Matthew Shepherds or become Matthew Shepherds, right? right. And yeah. uh, and that we just wanna have equal rights. And look up. The, and if look. you know someone, or you are someone that is not able to speak their truth yet, BPI is the place for you. Yeah. BlindLGBTPride.org. There are various emails that you can hit up and somebody will get back to you. Somebody is there to hear you. Somebody is there to care. BlindLGBTPride.org. And, and please you, email us at membership at BlindLGBTPride.org. You can also, also look up the Matthew Shepard Foundation. There's a lot mm-hmm. of interesting things on there that you could read. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, thank you. You have been listening to Pride Connection, sponsored by Blind LGBT Pride International. For more information, please visit blindlgbtpride.org.